Hello and welcome to this week's Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by a man who hates a clean sheet more than Hugh Hefner. How's it going Greg? Good evening, yeah, I'm very well thank you, good. I hear you're suffering from a bit of man flu. Bit of man flu, bit of a sore head, achy body but just need to battle on. I will soldier on for all those people out there that are listening to us. Um, right, before we get stuck into this week's fixtures, we should probably have a wee look at last week's and maybe a minute's silence for the sad passing of Cove Rangers' unbeaten run in the league. Ah, devastating. I think as you'll probably allude to in a second, all good things must come to an end. And they've certainly served us well so far this season, with I think seven winners in a row, and unfortunately, they failed on the eighth attempt. Yeah, I think we're maybe pushing a luck a wee bit on that Cole Rangers train. Good news it's one is of those that... bets, I think, you just have to keep keep doing that bet until it didn't land. There was no reason not to back Cove. They've, yeah. they've run away with that league so far in terms of what, before Saturday, seven wins from eight. Taking a positive view on it, the good news is that there are now just three points separate Cove, Cowden, Beath and Edinburgh, so it's all very tight at the top, which means those teams are going to have to just try and keep winning week on week and it's just a shame that Cove won't play another league game for another two weeks due to the Challenge Cup and the Scottish Cup in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Obviously, this weekend's card's been decimated by the by the Challenge Cup, which I don't think anyone should look at for a betting opportunity. You and I had a look at it and within about five seconds of looking at the games, we were immediately put off. Yeah, it's not a great coupon this week, but we'll come on to that in a minute. But anyway, I think Cove... Although they could beat last week, they will definitely be featuring again on the Gambler podcast. They play Albion Rovers at home in a couple of weeks. I'm sure we'll be all over that. And then at the beginning of November, they've got a game away to Cowdenbeath, which should be a cracker. So I guess we'll just keep a powder dry on Cove for a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. I think the home game against Albion Rovers will be really interesting. Following that up, they obviously travel to Cowdenbeath, who at the moment, along with Edinburgh City, are one of their main uh, title rivals. So we might even get a very good price on Cove just to win that match with it being at Central Park so keen to see what sort of price we get for that we'll keep an eye out for that one um, and we need to speak about Party Thistle I'm afraid oh dearie me I just it's one of those bets where you just didn't see that coming you look through obviously Queen of the South's away form failed to score in nine of the last ten away matches Partick Thistle went to Inverness and won three won the week before Ian McCall is now back at Firhill I think every Partick Thistle fan Alive, he's not alive, he was delighted that he's back. So it was all set up for a home win in his first home game in charge, and they flopped massively. It was a massive flop, and it probably did quite a lot of bets at the weekend, I think. A yeah. lot of losing lines due to Thistle. It's always a worry when you get to Saturday morning and you see quite a few people tipping and backing the same team, and Thistle seemed to be that team on Saturday. And to be fair, during the podcast, we did flag up that they kind of fell into the Hibs and Spurs categories teams that weren't to be trusted. <laughs> so it's, what, the beginning of October and they're already on the C list. Yeah, it's going to be a while, I think, before I back Thistle at home. Or in fact, Thistle at all this season until they start hopefully winning some games. Yeah, let's just make that a rule that <laughs> Thistle are out of the picture for the rest of the season. Indeed. Uh, on the plus side, the Nap won again. Uh, Dundee scored two, as predicted. Yeah, Dundee game went to plan. I think we called out, obviously, that Arbroath are a decent side. They've been a good addition to the to the championship. But with Dundee's home form and Arbroath obviously getting beat away to Inverness 2-1 at Dundee United 2-1 as well. I think a kind of 2-1 or 2-0 scoreline was always in the cards. 
So really pleasing to see the Saturday nap again win again. And I think that's us now seven winning naps out of eight on the weekend podcast. So on a, on a good run. Yeah, that's pretty good going. Hopefully we can add another this week. But as we've touched on already, this group this week looks an absolute nightmare. It's not easy, is it? I think we're probably a little bit out of our comfort zone. But that said, with the international matches being on, they often get a bad press, the Euro qualifiers. But to be fair, the last two or three qualifying um, weekends have actually been, been really good. So it probably deserves a little bit of praise, I think, over the last, what, two attempts anyway. I think punters have really, really enjoyed the, the, the qualifiers. So hopefully more of the same this weekend. Yeah, hopefully it goes to plan. It's really tough for punters when there's no Premier League, no Championship. Um, there's no league games at all in Scotland. It's only the Challenge Cup and even at that, there's only, what, eight of those. If you're really desperate, so... you can watch Scotland um, lose to Russia <laughs> on Thursday night. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not giving you that as a tip. That's just a <laughs> foregone conclusion, I think, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I also wanted to point out that it's non-league day this weekend, so if there's a local team nearby that's playing um, and you don't normally get to go and see them, then why not get out there, get to a game and support non-league day as well? Um, so anyway, we've touched on the international games and I think that's where we'll start this week. So having looked through both, well, I guess Friday night, Thursday night and looking Saturday so far, the first kind of wave of matches. There was two games that really stood out for me. So first of all, we've got England's trip to the Czech Republic. Now England qualifying is a kind of foregone conclusion. They'll qualify, they'll qualify well, and they'll probably win ninety five percent or ninety percent of the matches. It really is that easy for them, given the fact they are top seeds. And for some reason, not because obviously Scotland don't qualify, but they do tend to get a very generous and a, a very kind draw in these qualifying campaigns. But to be fair to England, though, they can only beat who's put in front of them. And I think so far they've started really well. They beat Czech Republic 5-0, and obviously I, I can't see anything but an England win away from the Czech Republic. What I think is actually a really, really good price of just short of 1-2. England's record qualification is just phenomenal. I did a wee bit of looking back in the last defeat. I can see it's nine years to the day. And that was in Ukraine, a 1-0 loss um, when Rob Green got sent off after 13 minutes. And since then, they've went 43 matches in the World Cup and European Championship qualifications unbeaten. Played 34 and drawn nine of them, which is the equivalent to an invincible season in the domestic scene. Um, so it's quite incredible, the forum that they managed to achieve in these qualifying matches. Albeit, as you say, they do benefit from being top seeds and there's several games against Minnows in there. But again, they've got to, they can only be what's in front of them. I think the fact that if you look across all the qualifying campaigns in Europe, England probably have by far the, the best record of any country for qualification. Yeah. Probably since the last rule to qualify, which it was that long ago now, I can't remember what that was. Can you remember that? Oh. <laughs> was it not when the Wally with the Brawley was in charge in Croatia? Did yeah, that's know? the one. Yeah. However long ago that was. Um, so anyway... In terms of a tip for this game, we're looking at England to win, obviously. Yeah, England to win, so obviously a bit short to, to back on its own. You yep. could back it with the England to win and England to score two. But there's another country I really, really fancy, and it could have been the nap, actually, and that's Turkey's home match against Albania. So I, w- I wouldn't say I was an expert in Turkish national football <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, but looking back across the last year or so, they've sent with turned the corner. Looking back over the last 12 months... They're in cracking form. They have won seven of the last eight. 
they have beaten France as well at home back in June. But it was a real shock, actually. I don't think anyone gave Turkey a chance of beating France. Well, champions, France as well, of course. Yeah, exactly. So really really surprising result there. They beat Albania 2-0 in the first first match across Albania uh, back at the start of the year. So to take them on Saturday to win and double that with England, I think it's a really strong-looking double. That currently pays 11-10 with Bet365. I'd be very surprised if Turkey didn't score at least two goals in that match. Yeah, I think the only thing I can really throw in about Albania is that they finished bottom of Scotland's group in the Nations League, which I guess us being Scottish would allow to say <laughs> just how bad that actually means that they must be. So Turkey to win at home looks fairly nailed on. That's Is that Friday night, Saturday night, that one? That's both Saturday. So both 7.45 kickoffs, 11 to 10, the double. And it's a really strong looking bet. And that's uh, Saturday's nap. Okay, so that's the nap for Saturday. 11 to 10 is an England win and a Turkey win, which looks pretty solid. You also like the look of Turkey to win and over one and a half goals. I really do. They've won their last five games at home now, Turkey. And given the fact they did win 2 0 across in Albania, it's probably not unreasonable to think they could probably win by a similar or better scoreline on Saturday night. So a 2 0 or 3 0 will do us. You can get 20 to 23 on Turkey to win and over 1.5 match goals with Coral. And again, that looks that could be the likely or a contender for the nap. Uh, but again, another strong-looking bet, I think. OK, so those both are on Saturday. Um, any more on the international front, or are we looking into the domestic games for our next bets? No, we're going to slide into domestic football in England, I think, given the lack of games in Scotland. Um, I think we've both been commenting on some of the leagues in England over the last two or three weeks, particularly Leagues 1 and League 2. Yeah. So I've picked out two bets from those leagues for goals. Okay. So starting off in League One, we've got the league's highest goal scorers in Peterborough. So they're just kind of hovering about the playoff spots at the moment. Now, Peterborough, anyone back in goals this season will likely have had Peterborough on one of their lines. They've scored 28 goals in their last 11 games, which is pretty impressive. Um, two or more they've scored in nine of those matches as well. Uh, they've also got the total on 41 goals in their 11 matches this season, which is the highest in League One. So aside scoring plenty of goals, but also conceding goals as well. Yeah, there's been plenty of goals at home as well. I make it 15 in their opening five games scored. Um, they conceded seven, so a total of 22 goals in their, fifth, uh, sorry, in their five games at home so far this season. So plenty of value for money for fans that are heading along to watch them. Quite interested in the fact they're playing Lincoln. So I think people following Scottish football will know that Jack Ross was sacked um, yesterday. Um as manager of Sunderland, and yeah. that's the direct result of their 2-0 defeat away to Lincoln on uh, last Saturday. The reason why that match was so surprising was Lincoln had been in a terrible run of form up until that point. I think they've lost seven of their last nine games. I think Jack Ross was already under a little bit of pressure this season, given the fact yeah. that he failed to get them up last season. They were sitting, what, eight points off the top after Saturday. Um, I think the board at Sunderland were looking forward to, to him going there and getting a win against a team that's really struggling. And that, was, I guess, was the final nail in the coffin for Jack Ross. Yeah, did you see him end up back in a job in Scotland? Absolutely, yeah. He did a great job at Aloha. He did a great job at Sunderland as well, which got him his move to Sunderland. And to be fair, it's, don't really be too disrespectful to him, but Sunderland's probably the biggest club he'll manage, I think. He's still a young manager, still got a lot to learn. But it just didn't work out for him at Sunderland. But he'll be snapped up in Scotland in no time, I'd imagine. 
I thought he did done better at Sunderland, if I'm being honest. I had kind of high hopes for him, but it's maybe just one of those clubs where things just didn't work out for him. He's maybe got to kind of come back and rebuild that reputation again. Yeah, expectation levels as well at Sunderland will be massive. Like they're a massive, massive club in League One. I think when I last looked at the, the kind of attendance table, and um, there's probably about 15 clubs in that league who you could squeeze into the uh, Stadium of Light with their home crowds. Hmm. So the, the, they dwarf every club in terms of fan base, budget, stadium size, all that sort of stuff. And to be sitting eight points off the top, I can, can probably understand why um, you can believe the duties. Yeah, to bring it back around to a betting angle, I think Sunderland, with a new manager, might be one to watch in the coming weeks. We'd expect them to get improved performances and start climbing back up the league again. Yeah, it's a good shout. Interesting to see who they'll get. I've not seen any names touted so far, but you'd hope that the new manager bounce would apply to them. It's often quite a good betting opportunity as well, like you say. Okay, so in terms of that Peterborough game, we're looking at goals. Yeah, so I think a lot this season we've kind of focused on teams to score two goals or more. But haven't looked at Lincoln's away form. Um, they do score a lot of goals. So the last six games away from home for Lincoln have seen both sides score. They have conceded, though, uh, two or more in five of those games. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a 2-1 or a 3-1 Peterborough home win there. So over 2.5 goals pays 6-7, to seven, and that's with VBET. VBET, you bookie on the scene? Yeah, never heard of them before. So checking prices today, and that's what we've got. Um, best price in the market, six to seven for VBET. So, be interesting to see. That's a common theme, and we're going to get a lot of uh, VBET best price in the market for goals. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Often that happens when new bookies emerge. They often go best price to kind of make a splash out there. So, let's see how long that lasts. Okay, we're into League Two for the next bet. Yeah, League Two. So we have Swindon at home to Plymouth. Now these two met on Tuesday night in the English Football League Trophy. And it's a 3-0 win for Plymouth, but it's difficult to look too much into that. Both sides have started the season relatively well. When you look at Swindon's goal-scoring record, though, they've got the second-highest goal scored in the league, just behind Cheltenham. So they've scored 19 goals so far. What's really interesting, though, is that they have the worst defensive record out of any side in the top 10. So no trouble scoring goals, but concede plenty too. Yep. So they welcome a Plymouth side who obviously won 3 0 at the weekend. I think they're just a few points behind Swindon in that league. And again, another one it looks like we could see both sides score and over 2.5 goals. So just want to keep it simple though, a bit like the Peterborough match, and go for over 2.5 goals. And that pays 3 to 4 with Betway. Okay, so that's two matches at over 2.5 uh, down in England as well. And that wraps up the tips for this weekend, Jay. So could you just give us a wee recap? Yeah, so we've got a few bets this weekend. So we've got the England-Turkey to win double, and that's this weekend's nap. That pays 11-10 to 10 with bet 365. Also really fancy Turkey to beat Albania, and there to be over 1.5 match goals in the game, and that pays 20-23 to 23 with Coral. Moving into England, we've got Peterborough at home to Lincoln, and going for over 2.5 goals in that game, and that pays 6-7 with VBET. And finally, we've got Swindon at home to Plymouth. And again, going over 2.5 goals, and that pays 3-4 with Betway. Good stuff. OK, so it might be a quieter week on the betting front, but there's a few ideas in there for your bets this weekend. Now, last week we had more listens before 3pm on a Saturday than any of our previous podcasts. So thanks to everyone that gave us a listen. Unfortunately, we're slipping down the rankings in iTunes, so we'd really appreciate if you have a spare minute to subscribe 
to us on iTunes to leave a rating or leave a review or do all three, which would be great. Um, we've had 25-star ratings, which is greatly appreciated. And a big thanks to uh, DDAS100, who left the most recent review on there for us. So if you've got a minute, just pop on the iTunes and have a look and subscribe, rate or review. In the background, we're making progress on gambler.co.uk, which will be launching soon. To make sure you don't miss any updates, head on over there and leave an email address and we'll be in touch as soon as we have any news on the site launching. Also, please feel free to get in touch via email, especially if you have any tips, info or any subjects or matches that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast. Just drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk. I'll be back on Friday with a voice of value for our new weekly racing podcast and Greg and I will be back next week with some more tips for the weekend. In the meantime, hope you have a profitable weekend. Enjoy the international break. Thanks again for your time, Greg. Thank you. Cheers.